2: Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aide, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast.
3: Hello. Hi, everybody out there. Welcome to season 16 of Maps, season 6 for us. I can't believe it. Hello, friend. Hi, Aide. Hi, Tane. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, God. When did we stop saying happy New Year? I've been saying it at work all week
2: uh we're nigerian so march
3: <laughs> well i mean all my coworkers are saying happy new year so and they're not nigerian everyone every meeting happy new year i'm like yay happy new year but it has yes. been my tradition that if
2: it's the first time i see you this year or speak to you this year then we have to do happy new year
3: <laughs> i can't believe it's 2023 i think that's that's what really blows my mind like wow
2: i'm glad it's 2023
3: i think good things are coming a, hey, do you think that every year? Exactly. <laughs> I have yeah. never. You are the most positive, pessimistic person I've ever met. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah,
2: did you but have I a good was, holiday? I was about to ask you the same thing. I had a great holiday. Um, it was kind of weird to not go anywhere, just sit in my own house and not have to go anywhere for the holidays. But uh, yours was quite the adventure. You were keeping me updated.
3: <laughs> it was. I mean, it turned out good. I mean, it wasn't a restful holiday. Like the holidays, uh, Christmas holidays are usually when I get to relax and catch up on stuff, get ready for award season, start watching movies. I didn't have time because both our families, and by both I mean myself and my husband, were in town, and we hosted Christmas and it was an adventure from my side of the family to get here because the snowstorm happened and we tried everything and they didn't make it here until like the 27th. And it was just exhausting. The emotions back and forth. They didn't make it to Christmas. I had made all the plans for the matching PJs. You knew about that adventure. I had by the end of it, three or four different sets of PJs. (laughs) And life is what happens, you know, when you make plans because they didn't come and they weren't here. So it was just me and my husband. So, but anyways, it turned out okay. Got to spend time with family and it was exhausting, but it was nice. And these are the times that we should treasure and back to work and back to reality. Very true. When you told me that he was actually at
2: your house, I was in shock because I thought by that time, They would have given up <laughs> after, 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 everything they went through, I was like, they're not coming no more. Right. And
3: they are like, no, no, he's here. <laughs> oh no, they're coming. I would never forgive, you know, the airline for robbing me of five days, but you know, my brother definitely milked it because he was just like, for everything, he was like, I did everything to come here. So I'm, t- I'm having this. I did everything to come here, so I'm taking this. And I'm like, truly, I can't argue that because it, it was a feat. It was a feat. So, um, yeah, then my other brothers came and it was just nice. It was a full house. I think I took a picture of like the baby on the floor, my sister in law over there, all the brothers playing games. I don't know. It was just really nice. So, I'm glad.
2: Yeah, mine was just family party after family party after another family party. Um, at one point, I was like, oh my gosh, this is our third day of going to parties, but it was great. It was great. We had a pinata at Christmas.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. For the first time and hopefully not the last because it was great. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm only, I'm not only, I'm looking forward to the year because there's a lot of celebrations this year. So um, there'll be a lot of travel. I don't think I'm going to do any personal travel so I don't go broke, but I'm going to do all the celebration travel. So I'm looking forward to that for the year. What are you most looking forward to this year?
2: Uh, Buying a house. Yay! I I actually lost that. Well, you can't lose what you never had, but I put in an offer and it was not the highest offer. So I (laughs) lost a house over the holidays, but I'm okay.
3: That's exciting. That new house smell. We
2: shall see. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy a house this year, but we'll see. We'll see.
3: (laughs) Fingers crossed for you. So we've updated the people on our holiday Anything to update them about the podcast? Talking of
2: houses and people looking for houses, we did House Hunters on Patreon um, over the holidays. So go check it out. It was pretty funny if you ask me. (laughs) And of course, we're back to regular business. Keisha's back. So we will be covering After Party on Patreon. So go check it out. And for those of you who don't like ads... We are going to be offering our regular episodes ad-free on Patreon, so you can go to our Patreon and check out this new option for listening to the regular episodes with no ads. All right, Tane. How were the holidays
3: for the people who used to be on maths? (laughs) Um... There's a lot going on. And I was like, I'm going to spend all podcasts talking about that. So I'll just pick the highlights. I think the biggest thing, which we didn't also talk about in our off season episodes, was like, it looks like Olajuwon and Katina are back. <laughs> I mean, the first time we, oh, we did kind of mention that, but we weren't sure what was going on. But now it looks like they're official, official. He's posting pictures again and saying that she turned him into a man. So um, good luck to them. Personal growth or eternal toxicity. Those are the only two options they have. Who knows? Time will tell. Time will tell. Um, We've mentioned that we did not know if Stasha and Nate, I mean, we kind of suspected, but nothing official. But we got official confirmation that Stasha and Nate are done. We were not, we told you guys, we're not going to watch the matchmaking special. But I ventured, kind of live tweeted the kickoff special. And they had them on there. And they mentioned, and Stasha mentioned that they're done, so she didn't feel like he was committed on there. So I don't think Nate responded or said anything. So that's that. The other there weren't any big revelations from the kickoff. The other revelation was that Noé is seeing someone, um, and just alluded to the fact that Steve doesn't want to work. And then Steve, I don't even know if this is cringy or not. Steve came up with a post, like, you know, where everyone's doing their year in 2022 post. And he did, like, a collection of their good times and said that he wasn't going to respond, but he was nervous when he found out she was going to be on there. But he just wanted to share that even though they had their times, that they still had some good times. And he just wanted to end on a good note, even though she doesn't want to talk to him, maybe at some point they might want to. And I'm just like, why would you do all that? Like, just let it go. She clearly... Doesn't like you.
2: There's that. And he really could have responded by being like, see, I have a job. And he didn't respond with that. So we're going to assume that he's still, I don't know, not working. Because that was a dig of hers.
3: Yeah. He wrote a book.
2: Oh, I forgot about that. I did see that.
3: (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Steve, but, you know, uh, it's weird. But there's that. Um... Jamie shared something. She's currently on her social media fast and she'll be back in February, but she was tr- trying to be transparent about her low times. I think um, I mentioned that in one of our off seasons in relation to the death of Twitch. And she did mention that during the low times that d- she was talking about their marriage in general and that being openly transparent, that they were thinking about divorce in early 2022, but they worked through it and you know they're still hanging in there. And then she said, we found out or were surprised that he had debt. And the comments were going in on like, how do you just find out you have debt? Like, how do you not know that you have debt? But it was something about some his student loans or something like that. I didn't really go into detail about that. But then she said, you know, something about marriage is hard. And then the comments, people said going back and forth and should marriage be hard or is marriage easy, what it should be, what it should not be? And I'm like, oh God, this this went fa- down south fast.
2: I mean, <clears throat> I'll give Jamie this. If they do get divorced, she's going to look better than she might have looked. Because how can you have surprise debt in marriage seven years into marriage? Mm-hmm. That That's not a good look for Doug.
3: I mean, someone tried to give an example uh, uh, Explanation as to what it was, but I'm just like, ugh, I don't know. It's I wish them all the best. They just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, even with her fast, she's like, she hopes she comes back with better news. I didn't know also that um, her son was. I'm I'm assuming IVF because she said if she doesn't get pregnant, she's going to go to a fertility specialist, and that's how she got her son. So I don't think I knew that. I'm sure. Probably everyone else knew that, but I didn't know that, that she used um, a fertility specialist. Because then I'm like, so if that's the case, then she might as well have just have done that a while back instead of trying natural. I mean, it's it's not cheap. So, I mean, I'm not saying that, but I just thought she, she could naturally get pregnant and didn't have any issues in that regard besides the miscarriage. So, again, all the baby does to them because they really want this really bad. Um, Karen made it to Dubai. With her friends. No mouse. Ashley and Anthony have moved to Michigan from Chicago. I think they're closer to her family, I want to say. Okay. Maybe his family because you know she had a restaurant that was in Chicago. So I'm not sure. But they moved to one of them's family. Clara didn't ask me anything. And someone asked if she would ever do a second chance type thing of maps, And she said, nope. But be on the lookout for something mass-related later in the year with her in Virginia. What on earth could that be?
2: Um, I bet you when she says mass-related that Lifetime, North, Connecticut, have nothing to do with whatever it is they're doing.
3: Well, it's mass-related. You think not? I think not. They have the rights. Oh, okay.
2: Unless I mean- they're doing like a kickoff show type thing. But I feel like they get those calls at the last minute.
3: Maybe to where are they now?
2: Oh God,
3: <laughs> where are they now? Type situation. This is gonna sound
2: wrong, but I'm not really interested in where the math singles are. I'm only interested in where the math couples are.
3: I mean, that makes sense. That's what the show is about. So, um, but I'm um, piggybacking off of this with the second chance thing. We had a listener, um, Danielle, ask us like. Who are people like in previous Map season that we want to see have a do-over? And this might sound bad, but my answer is no one. Because they've tried it before with Vanessa and with Dave. And yes, it didn't work out. I just think Mouse just doesn't have that touch. If they didn't get it right the first time, and we've learned that they're just not matching people, as we're going to talk about this season... They're not interested in matching people with the right people. So even if they got a second chance, it's just a second chance to bunk it, really. (laughs) I don't know if you think any different, but that's where I stand.
2: I I don't want to see them have second chances, but for different reasons. I think it's a singular experience. And if you go into it for a second time, you have to go into it with a certain purity the first time. And you cannot recreate that never done this before married at first sight experience, you, you can't have a do-over.
3: Yeah. Uh, and and I do think, I'm not retracting, but if, gone to head, if they have to have like a second chance, the kind of person they have to have are the people who are willing to have it open. And like what Aid is saying, you can only have that the first time. So it, I'll say people like the page other people who are just willing to just drop everything no matter what it is, I'm gonna make it work. But after you've been burned the first time, are you telling me she's gonna go through something like this with Chris and then come back and be like, here I am, I'm open and free. It's not gonna happen. So it's just unfortunate that those are the only people I think would be good for second chances, but I don't think you can get over that burn of what's been done. Um, And finally, Courtney from season one, She also didn't ask me anything and was like, she has nothing, she wants nothing to do with maps anymore. She said after she moved and was distanced herself from me completely because something people don't know was that people would call her job about, you know, when she was with Jason and all that stuff. And I'm just like, and we say it all the time. Yes, we talk about them. Yes, sometimes we clown, throw shade a little bit. But what is it? It's never that serious to call these people their jobs or to cause harm to them in some form or way because calling the job is nothing positive. Like what, how jobless are you to do that?
2: I I, I don't get it. I, I, People don't have time. I actually was concerned when I was watching this episode because they kept on referencing people's last names. And I know it's easy to find them, but I was like, let's not. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's try to protect them as much as possible from the crazies.
3: Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all I got. Again, there's a whole lot more, but, you know, we'll try to keep up up top. There's just a whole buck during the break, but these are the highlights that I got out of it. Cool. Um. All right, guys, we will be right back and we will talk about how we felt about the episode.
2: Life doesn't happen biweekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation.
3: Download EarnIn In Today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in AutoCall on the podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's to call on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings location, daily max, and pay period max, See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. And we're back. So, Aid, how did you feel about this episode? And thank God it wasn't three hours. Amen. <laughs>
2: I was happy that it wasn't three hours. And I was also a little disappointed that we didn't see a wedding, because that's what we got in our third hour. But uh, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to be hopeful, I'm ready for my hopes to be dashed, I'm ready to see if my red flags that appeared this episode come to fruition. But yeah, this group is, uh, I'm I'm still getting a read on them.
3: There was a time, I can't remember what season, we talked about um, the episode and someone left a comment saying, what's the point of covering a show if you're going to be negative about it? And my thought was like, we're not being negative about it, we're just talking about what happened during the episode. So I hate to say it, but this premiere I thought was boring. Last season, the premiere got me so excited. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait for this season. Like what's about to come. But that's not to say things are not going to change. But I didn't feel that, you know how we always said that San Diego had like this unique, it had its own character and they were entertaining, if nothing else. Like even with Houston, it was a hot mess, but they were entertaining. Something about this just fell flat to me. And then on top of that, There was just a lot of mismatches. Like, what the hell are we doing? And I just felt like a drop in my stomach. Like, oh, God. I didn't... I wasn't as like, oh,
2: gosh, this is a bad match. (laughs) But there were a few people where I'm like, I don't think you're a good person. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think you're a good person for anything about this process.
3: I think I'm just interested, like, from the people that we're picking out, like, has the not quality, but has it dropped? Because I I find it hard to think that of all the people they claim usually come to be cast, these are the people you thought, you know what, they are ready, absolutely ready to be married. That that always throws me for a loop. So,
2: let's...
3: Okay. Yeah. All right. So we dive in. (laughs) And... As usual, they have to break the news to their family and friends. And the first couple is Kirsten and Shaquille. Kirsten is 32 and her title was Miss Great Expectations. And Shaquille is 31 and he's a devout uh, workaholic. Kirsten is telling her mom and friends. And honestly, in the first scene, I was trying to figure out who the mom was because they all look so young. I was like, which one's the mom? But we got a great first reaction. They were happy for her. As usual, the workouts are back in slow mo. She was doing yoga. She tells us that she's picky. She's been picky all her life. She's picky about food. She's picky about clothes. She's picky about hair. And the same goes for men. So she doesn't have time to date. So she signed up for this so she could get married. She red has. High-
2: <laughs> Miss Picky is the, the. When she started talking, I was like, this is our first red flag. <sighs>
3: That's what I'm saying is like, you've been picky about everything and you think marrying someone sight unseen, that's the best. You, I, I don't get it. So anyway, she has high standards. She has a master's degree in business education. She has a bachelor in health service administration. She's also a real estate agent because everybody's a real estate agent now. And she wants someone that's educated, physically fit, tall, handsome, nice teeth, goes to church with her, has a positive mindset, ambitious, I ran out of space, but there was a lot, there was a long long list. She just was a perfect human being. And we see Shaquille tell his family and friends, and when they say it, there's silence, and then there's laughter, and then there's to who. (laughs) I was not
2: sure if he told his friends he was in the process, because I'm like, I don't think he did, or they're really good actors, because that reaction was not just like a, oh, they matched your reaction. It was like a, oh, you're getting married at first sight reaction.
3: You know, part of my new year resolutions is I'm not going to ask what these people think they're coming to film (laughs) because every year I ask. I'm like, what do you think? There are cameras and your friend is there. What do you think is going to happen? So he tells us that he's been through trials and tribulations and tells us the story of how he was in a car accident when he was seven with his entire family. His mother, his brother, and his two sisters were thrown from a car. Um, I was glad to find out that it looks like they made it. Yes. and I was has- waiting for, like, who died in the car accident and apparently no one did, yes. which
2: was good, but also, like, you- they set it up for something much worse than what it was.
3: Yeah. So when I saw the pictures and he was fine and they said they wouldn't let him play sports, and he actually has a scar um, right now on his forehead going down to his face so since he couldn't play sports he just focused on his academics he's an executive director of enrollment services at tennessee state and i'm like this is what Aidra's talking about we don't need to know where you work at like cut that out just say you're an executive director of enrollment services at a university and keep it at that i i i don't understand in this day and age why they would give that information out uh
2: i don't either I have a feeling that at some point in the process, Tennessee State University was very happy to be featured. Because they said that
3: name a lot. I mean, as long as he behaves himself, like if he turns out to be someone we don't like, you know how people get, and you know how they're going to issue out a thing like they did for, well, I still don't know if it was for Mia or Wendy, but Johns Hopkins <laughs> do not endorse this message. So. <laughs> Um, He's also doing his doctorate um, right now. And also he mentions he slid that in. He might have to take a job opportunity somewhere else. I'm like, (laughs) all right, here we go, SK. And he has been in a, and because his job requires him to move around a lot, he moved from Texas, I believe. He has been in mostly long distance relationships and that's why most of them have ended. Just in um,
2: case anybody was wondering, Tennessee State University is an HBCU. Woohoo.
3: Yay. So we see his workout. He's running in slow mo. And Shaquille tells, you know, his family and friends, or maybe just his friends because they're transplant, that he prayed for this. And his friend is like, You prayed to marry someone you don't know? <laughs> 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 and he said, Yes, that God has shown him so many signs. And maybe he didn't move to Nashville for a job, but this is what he was preparing him for. And then the friend was like, are you ready? And I'm like, "Mm, this is an eight red flag. (laughs) If your friends question if you're ready for marriage. mm. So then we move on to the next couple, which is Dominique, (laughs) who they call the old soul. Not quite sure why. And she's 25, 25. (laughs) Why do we have 25 year olds on this show?
2: (laughs) No business. None at all. I'm sure someone will find me a successful couple on this show who are 25. I think Keith and Christine were pretty young. But. That's
3: true. As Tame said
2: on Twitter, we don't need a 25-year-old on this show. Is that
3: what he said? We don't. I don't remember. (laughs) But I just don't understand these 25-year-olds saying, I've tried everything and nothing is working. Girl, you're 25. You have not (laughs) tried everything. You have a few more heartbreaks in you. And then McKinley, the introverted dreamer, who is 34. Um, I said this before in the kickoff special, but y'all, I'm sorry. Dominique's eyebrows are sending me. Like, it just takes me back to the early 2000s. I am now used to the current thicker Fuller. But again, her friends are happy for her. They're exclaimed. They say she's ready to be a wife. I think we're going to see a lot more of this, where a lot more people were telling their friends and not, Family because they're transplants.
2: Yes, everybody. I was trying to do a count if he was actually from Tennessee and has actually lived in Tennessee for more than two years. Because there's a couple people who left and came back, and there's a lot of people who are not from there. Uh, um, I think anybody from Nashville.
3: I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what the quality of what's going on with casting. Maybe people are not showing up. I don't know, or maybe it was done during the pandemic. I don't know. So. She tells us that she's an only child and claims that she is more mature than her age. Her mom is her best friend, and they talk multiple times a day. And her mom says that the experts would do better picking someone for her outside the box. And we find out that her mom signed her up for this. Red flag. (laughs) Very red, maroon, rouge, everything, waving in the sky. Why... I'm
2: really concerned about a mother who sees her 25-year-old and thinks that she should be unmarried at first sight because she's worried that she's never going to find somebody. She's 25.
3: I mean, I think the funniest thing I saw was that she's on the wrong show. There's a show on TLC called Smothered where these moms and daughters are so close, they do everything together. And they're like, that's the show she should have signed up for. And I thought that was funny because I'm like... Anyways. McKinley, on the other hand... Moved from Michigan four months ago for love. So he moved just for the show because the process takes more than four months. And he, he I mean, the
2: moving was one thing, but he lives with a family friend. Yeah. So because I, I, th- I think he just, so I was like, moved. on top of everything else, this man is homeless.
3: Yeah. And, and
2: <laughs> I just want to be real clear that I also identify as homeless. I'm not judging him for living with other people. I just don't think like homelessness is a great time to go beyond married at first sight after you've lived in town for four months. Just saying.
3: I mean, I think for me, it's like, so you're uprooting yourself just for this show. like, And I think that's the thing. A lot of these people don't think that they're going to get picked. So they're doing it for the experience, but then they don't drop out. (laughs) So anyways, so he's staying with the Donnelly's. And he tells them, and they're excited for him. He tells us that he has an older brother and an older sister. His parents have been married for 45 years. His siblings have masters, but he dropped out of college and started his own business in the cannabis business. Um, he was dating his ex for years. And she sends a picture of a ring to him. And he's like, oh my God, this is the ring you want? And she's like, no, I just got engaged. I LOL'd, but it's not funny because he was tearing up. I'm just like, how much of a miscommunication do you have that you don't know that your bride is not interested in you anymore? And she just sends you a picture. That was pretty savage. But on After Party, we get more context on what happened.
2: We get more context on After Party, but it's still... Pretty savage. There were signs and signals. (laughs) I'm not quite sure how McKinley
3: could be this surprised. I just, that's pretty savage to send a picture, (laughs) a text message, but um, yeah, um, I'm not seeing it for Dominique and McKinley. It's like Virginia and Eric all over again. I just, this is a disadvantage of shooting all at the same time. Because I'm hoping that you see a situation like Virginia and Eric and you're like, mm, let's not do this again. But here we are. So the Pascal makes a comment like she will help him bring out his shell. And that really grinds my gears because did he ask to be brought out? Like, why is it someone's job to bring someone out the shell? Why don't you just find someone who likes someone that's in the shell? Like, what, what is this task we assign to people in the name of marriage? It's so annoying. I did watch the matchmaking special, and McKinley and Dominique were an
2: interesting match because this is the first time the experts have matched a black
3: girl with a white guy. She looked, um, I mean, I guess she's Afro-Latina, but she looks mixed to me. She don't look black. So they, it was very, I,
2: I don't know what her, I don't know what the background of her dad is, because the experts, I'm telling you this is almost a direct quote from Dr. Pepper. Dominique is used to being around different types of people. Her mom is black and her stepdad is white. End quote. <laughs> I oh. did not remember from the pictures because I never remember, but I didn't notice. I think I looked at Dominique and I was like, she could be black or she could be a New Jersey housewife. It's there's... the eyebrows, but that's different. <laughs> <laughs> but but in the matchmaking special, they said she is black. Or at least her brother is black. I don't know what her dad
3: was. I think she's either Afro-Latina or biracial. But I did not look at her and think black, to be honest with you. so okay. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, until I saw her mom's picture, I was still like, oh, is she? Yeah. Okay. Um, Good luck to them, but I don't think it's going to work out. Doomed couple.
2: Dude, I like how it's quick out the gate that within five minutes, I was like,
3: this is not going to work. Could be wrong, could be wrong. Could be. So our next couple is Nicole, who's 32, serving the sass, and Chris, Mr. Nice Guy, 36. You are giving someone who's serving the sass and someone who's really nice, putting them together. She starts with, I am a bitch that has a heart and I'm always serving the sass. And I'm like, oh God, here we go. She grew up in Queens, New York. She's half Italian, half Jewish. And, you know, when she, no, when her mom goes all out or she, it's like the FBI, she calls it, the full-blooded Italian comes out. But then she lost me when she said her dog is a Libra. Why did she lose you there? How do dogs have astrological signs?
2: I mean, I would ask how do humans have them either, but go
3: on. (laughs) At least I can understand that, but I mean... (laughs) But she said she's so animated. She feels like she's animated because she has a lot of love in her. Um, Her workout was also yoga. Um, She tells her friends. They're happy for her. Her friends ask her, like, you know, what if he's bad in bed? And she says she can teach him, but it's not grounds for divorce. Um, We see Chris tell his friends. He tells just one friend. Um, And I think this year in general, we have more positive reactions because it's friends. Not family. Do you agree with that? Yes. Um, Chris's workout is dumbbells and push-ups. Just spicing it up a little bit. Um, He tells us that he likes impersonations. He does some terrible ones. He says he likes to make people laugh, and he's a hopeless romantic. And I, I wasn't sure where I stood on this, but I feel like further down I changed my mind on these two. I see potential in them.
2: We will get further, but for right now, they are my number one couple. Uh,
3: okay. <laughs> all right. We will be right back with the last two couples. Save big
1: on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
3: And we're back. The next couples are Jasmine, who is 32, queen without a king and Eris, who is reformed and ready for love who is 39? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Like Eris falls under the category of everyone, I think every perceived bad boy, <laughs> we're all hoping turns out to be a Woody, but we're also realizing that Woody was one of a kind. <laughs> and- exactly. <clears throat> Eris exactly. is just waving his red flag so high. And I'm like, again, why are we testing out alleged reformed people on this? Somebody is going to bear the brunt of this. Like, give them time to transform and not for them to f- fully form themselves within this marriage to someone they don't know. I will say Eris does not look 39. He looks younger. He does not. He does not. And I will commend them that for once we are not giving a woman, a black woman, a woman, a man that's younger. They're all older, I guess. The men are older this season. Um, and I thought it was very interesting that for their package, Ares was the one who went first to tell his um, friends. He tells us that you know his father was murdered when he was younger, and he never fully really had a father figure to look up to. So he tells his friends. And they're all like, huh? His cousin is there. And his friend, his cousin was like, he, he's never fully really been in a truly committed religion, relationship. And I'm like, it's giving a lot larger one. So I don't know Sorry. where we're going here. <laughs> in fact, his cousin says, you know, you should walk away now. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's, that's tough. D- during the course of the show, during the commercials,
2: they kept on showing a clip of his cousin standing with him before the altar, telling him he can back out right now.
3: <laughs> she felt very strongly. Before, I was trying to, I guess I wasn't paying attention, and I was like, is this a friend? And I was like, is this a friend with feelings? Because she feels very strongly. And then I found out it was his cousin, and I'm like, okay, that changes everything because she's just like, you, you are not ready. But also, <sighs> again... That's what they said about Miles because it was, I mean, sorry, Woody, because it was Woody and Miles and everyone was like, oh, it makes sense for Miles, but Woody, are you sure? Like, no, what? And here we are. So, you know, we'll see.
2: So one thing that Eris said, Eris's original red flag for me was actually in the matchmaking special. I was, he, Dr. Pepper visited his house and he had no clothes in the closet. And Dr. Pepper looks at him and says, do you actually live here? And he's like, well, all my clothes are in this duffel bag right here. And then she's like, "So your mom is doing all your laundry?" Dr. Pepper came up with an answer for him. I was like, "Does he actually live here? Is he Christina all over again?" Um, so that was red flag number one. Then, in his package, he talks about how he was ghosted by a girl, and he is not over it a decade later.
3: Oh my God, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like they didn't, they didn't I don't think they had people. They should have just scrapped cities last minute and just picked I, another city. I,
2: I do not have good feelings about Eris, but, you know, Woody. <laughs> the only thing saving it right now is that Woody exists.
3: I mean, to be fair, Olajuwon and Katina are the only standing ones from Boston. So
2: yeah. I don't believe in that relationship.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, Jasmine has a large family. They're extremely close And then she's a pageant girl. She tells us that she was Miss Virgin Islands then she was Miss Tennessee. Then she went to nationals. I don't know what that meant. And then she won Miss Tennessee again. I'm like, how do you win that twice? And then she won Miss USA 2021. But when she's not doing pageants, cheerleading is her life. And she's a coach. And we saw clips of her coaching little girls. And it was kind of cute. And she says she's single because she's stubborn, but she's a relationship girl. I don't I don't think I have a read on this too. I think it's all going to depend on if they find each other attractive and then we'll go from there. Very true. Yeah. The final couple is Gina, who's 35, spontaneous styling and slaying, and Clint, who is 40, who's seeking a first mate. Gina might be our only Tennessean. She Later on, we find out she's from Memphis, but she actually has the accent and everything. And she's a hairstylist, and she's actually like breaking ground and building her own shop and everything. Her workout is on a treadmill. She says that she grew up with a single mom and didn't see a successful relationship. We meet Clint. I don't really know that we learned a lot about Clint, except that he likes exploring new things, and he's a sailor. So he wants someone that's you know adventurous. He's like, I think Aries said it best. Like he looks like the brawny dude. Like he just has flowy hair and the beard and all that. But what was your take on Aries? I mean Clint.
2: Uh, Clint and Aries were in the same category for me. I <laughs> I had the ick from both of them. <laughs> I, like, something was not right. And then the interesting thing is I think Eris is being edited to make me not like him, but Clint is yeah. not. And I still was like, no, no, there's something wrong with this man. There's there's, there's something about the eyes that are a little bit crazy. Um, And for, while uh, Eris called him the brownie guy, I actually think he is a twin of, oh my gosh, I forgot his name. He is on West Wing and he is CJ's love interest, Danny. I don't know his real name in real life, but Danny from the West Wing, he looks exactly like him.
3: Okay, now I have to know, because the West Wing is the one show I never watched. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and that is Timothy Busfield. Yeah, I never would have guessed that, but I see it. <clears throat> so, it's not a spoiler, because that's what they've used to promote the season all through. They said that there's a groom who is not attracted to their bride and makes a an decent proposal to another bride. My money is on Clint. yes my money is on Clint and I'm wondering and I'm guessing maybe the other bride he's going to hit on might be Nicole but we'll see but that was what I was getting from
2: that of all the guys who might hit on someone Clint is definitely a contender but I feel like McKinley is a sleeper so
3: (laughs) (laughs) after party right
2: (laughs) so my guess is the groom
3: who hits on somebody is McKinley. You know, I'm going to throw in a second person because now you've changed my mind. It might be Eris and you'll probably hit on cursing. <laughs> so this is exciting. Something to look forward to. To see who the person is going I love hit. how between us we have three guesses and watch
2: not a one of them be right. <laughs> the girls and the guys do their traditional meetup where everybody meets each other. Gina and Dominique seem to be the most excited of the girls to meet each other. Chris tells the boys, like, oh, we'll have to lean on each other because we're going through the same experience. I'm, you know, I'm just, my antenna is up. I've watched too many seasons of this show because I'm like, okay, which of these guys will be fighting? Because you said this. (laughs) Um, Kirsten is from Nashville, but most of the girls seem to be from elsewhere. And we find out that this meetup is on the day of Jasmine's 32nd birthday. Yay and then when they go around and say their ages every Nicole in an interview is like Dominique is very young and I wouldn't have been ready to do this when I was 25 and I was like <laughs> see everybody agrees
3: except the experts in quotes
2: <laughs> Gina is the oldest at 35 we go to the boys and Shaquille is talking about how his anxiety went from 10 to 2 now that he's met all of these people who are going through the same thing that he's about to do. And we find out about his nickname, Dapper Dylan. <laughs> we go going to hear Dapper Dylan quite a bit. They have a whole discussion about what is the dress code when they say that they're meeting up at a bar and <laughs> Shaquille is like in a suit and looks great and Clint you know is wearing, like, uh, casual clothes.
3: I mean, I think he put it best. He said, they told me we're having beer and wings, but apparently I missed the memo.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, Shaquille makes a joke about how he's more dressed for brunch, but I'm just like, if you're going to be on TV, even if you're meeting up for beer and wings, everybody here is something different when it comes to dress code. Yep. Clinton tells them about how outdoorsy he is, how he sails all over the world, how he surfs. Um, And this is where Eris says that he looks like the brawny dude. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um both the guys and the girls sort of go over their lists with each other you know my favorite thing about this show is their lists are never like that interesting ha- <laughs> Kristen, kirsten is like handsome and genuine okay chris says athletic but goofy and then they flash nicole and it's like she might be it yeah Nicole is very open about the fact that she talks a lot and he might need a safe word to shut her up. And she decides to use the word pineapple, which I'm like, of all the words, I don't (laughs) know. I mean, we've discussed many times about how pineapple and swingers go together. So I don't know why she picked pineapple.
3: Because she said she's been drinking pineapple juice. You know, the whole, is it Beyonce that started the pineapple juice, oral sex? There's a correlation. So she says she's been drinking her pineapple juice.
2: I'm glad you picked up on this. I missed it. Gina says she wants... Someone who doesn't take life too seriously and loves to travel. Which you would think that Clint kind of falls into that. But I feel like Gina wants to travel to like a resort in Cancun. And this boy wants to like sail the ocean blue. So I don't know how this is going
3: to work. Go to Montana and chop wood and stay outdoors. <laughs> we
2: once to hear about how McKinley is introverted Um, but Dominique flashed to Dominique saying she likes a good girl's night out. She likes bachelorette and birthday parties. And Kirsten says, well, when you're a wife, you need to be at home. And it's like, I didn't necessarily, like, Dominique's whole attitude is why I'm like, 25-year-olds should not be doing this. (laughs) Um, At one point, Dominique sat down with her friends, and they talked about how, well, when you get married, you have to make sure to reserve your nights to come out and party with us. And I'm like, oh, Lord,
3: I don't think you should be getting married. But to be fair, Alexis wasn't 25, and this was still an issue. Hopefully, you know, McKinley wants
2: to go to the club with her, because I don't know what else we could do. <laughs> and also, I didn't really appreciate Kirsten's judgment. I was like, oh, it's you.
3: Yes, she was being traditional and being very, you're a wife now. That doesn't mean you stay home and not do anything.
2: Oof. Okay, Uh, Shaquille tells McKinley... That he loves being an uncle. He loves being, he wants to be a father. His niece wants to come to the wedding and dance with him. Let me flash to Kirsten saying she wants a boy and then a girl. This, her control issues are bleeding through. (laughs) (laughs) Jasmine says she has baby fever and every time she wants a baby, she goes out and get a dog and now she has four dogs.
3: That's wild.
2: Wildly weird.
3: Are all these four dogs going to move in with her in the apartment?
2: Oh, I can't. Oh, Lord. Oh, my
3: goodness. We didn't see a lot of dogs, I got to say. The last few seasons. She has four. Did anybody else have a dog? But that's what I'm saying. We didn't see a lot of dogs.
2: Okay. I I think Nicole has a dog, too.
3: But compared to previous seasons, it felt like every person almost had a dog. Yeah, in Boston, every girl had a dog. (laughs) So.
2: Well, because they're transplants, probably. (laughs) Who has had time to get a pet when you just showed up like three months ago?
3: And some don't have a house.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How did they find these people? (laughs) Eris is going to be the one to ask the controversial questions this season. And he starts with, when was the last time everyone had sex? Chris says a year. Eris says two weeks. Clint says two weeks. We flashed to Kirsten talking about how she wants six or seven inches and knows how to use it. And I was just like, you really are very, very picky. Once again, very, very controlling. And because she's so prim and proper, I was surprised that she said that. (laughs) Uh, Nicole says she hasn't had sex since she moved to Nashville. In the matchmaking special, I think she said the same thing and it had been two years. Okay. Um, But she wants to be in a relationship and she's ready for the honeymoon. Um, Jasmine puts her money on Nicole having sex the first night. So the guys have this whole discussion about what they were doing before they were matched. Because Eris has said um, he had sex two weeks ago. Clinton has said he had two weeks ago. Chris said he got numbers or someone tried to offer him a number, but he didn't take it. And he was surprised to hear that Clinton and Eris were having sex two weeks ago. And then he
3: asked them, are you ready to settle down? Which is the question is that's on my mind too. So that's, you know, my thoughts on that. I don't think we've talked about this before. I just don't sort of think, like, the minute you start the process, you need to shut everything down and get ready for the process. Like, if it doesn't work out, then you come back to it. But before then, start getting ready. It's You're practically engaged.
2: I have I think I've revised my thinking here. I don't think you should shut every. I think you should shut the apps off. Like, I still think you should be trying to, like, get yourself mentally ready to be getting married to a stranger. But if you like are at a bar and someone offers you a number, I think it's okay to take it. I think it's okay to like go on a date if you just meet somebody, but you're, you should stop seeking it out. Yes.
3: I think that's not commitment because what if it does lead to something? You should be in the mindset of being ready to commit because that number could be nothing, but it could also be something. So you're entertaining things because you could match with more than one person. Like you could click with more than one person. So you're entertaining the possibility of clicking with somebody else that could derail the whole thing.
2: There is that. But I also think your chances of getting picked for maths are so low that I wouldn't want people like passing up up an opportunity just because you might get picked for maths.
3: They should. (laughs) I mean, if some people, they say they've been single this whole time, just take that risk because that's part of the risk. (laughs)
2: And I I would also say you're right in that if you signed up to do maths, you signed up like no one, unless you're Dominique, signed you up. (laughs) So you should commit to the process by sort of shutting out all distractions. But yeah, you might, I guess for me, I'm just like, you might not get picked. Yeah. So we flash back to the girls and when was the last time they had sex? And Gina says that she's had sex once this year. Dominique talks about how she took matters into her own hands. Um, which I'm like, but that's not having sex. So I'm not sure why <laughs> you bring that up. I was quite confused. Um, Eris, we go back to the boys and Eris, you know, asking the controversial, I don't know if it's controversial, but the hot button questions. Who's planning to consummate on the wedding night? Um, Which... This is a plan that requires the cooperation of another person, so I don't know why why we even entertain this discussion.
3: They need to rephrase the question. Who's open to having sex on wedding night?
2: There we go. Whatever producer fed Eris the question should have fed it to him correctly. McKinley's thought is that hookups don't lead to relationships, so having sex on the first night might not be conducive to, like, building a strong relationship. Uh, Not a bad thought. Shaq is optimistic. Uh, I've shown him to Shaq because,
3: I mean, Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> we are going to call him Shaquille aid. Okay. Until we hear people start calling him Shaq, then we go ahead and do that. Go.
2: I will do that. And you guys, <laughs> HBO Max has a great documentary about Shaquille O'Neal that I watched over Christmas. Highly recommend. Um, Shaquille is optimistic, but he won't be mad if they don't have sex. I'm like, okay, good for you. Eris says... That he has a wide spectrum. He's open to sleeping on the couch or going three rounds, whatever she wants to
3: do. <laughs> I hope Eric stays this entertaining. Oh, he also talks like he's uninterested. And I'm like, open your mouth. Like, what are you saying? Enunciate. But it makes it all the more funnier with his cheekbones, too. He's a nice looking young man.
2: Uh, I feel I, I feel a fight with his wife about, I don't know how you feel, coming. <laughs> I can feel it. Oh, man. Clint is ready. Ready. Um, And he is being optimistic and positive that he's going to get some on the wedding night.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clint. Clint is bad news.
2: <laughs> we flash to the girl and Nicole is like, well, I'm open to it, but I'm going to be tired because like after a whole wedding. So she goes to bed early. The guys cheer to having sex with their brides. I think that was a great moment. Why? Should you cheer to a successful marriage? Just something better than that.
3: I mean, that's fair. I mean, it could go either way.
2: Anyways. Um, <clears throat> alright, guys, we'll be right back. And we are back. Um, it looks like everyone's going dress shopping, but it's actually just Kristen and Shaquille are up first. I was confusing Kirsten and Jasmine, and I thought that Kirsten was the pageant girl because she talks like a robot or a pageant girl, but she's not the pageant girl. That's Jasmine. (laughs) Shaquille brought his mentees to try on his suits for his wedding. Was was that strange
3: to you? Okay, no, never mind. You said (laughs) it was cute.
2: (laughs) (laughs) When you just moved to town and you have, like, three friends. (laughs) Again,
3: Elijah won't use that one friend for everything. (laughs) He could have just used the same ones. Because I was just like, is this strange or is this cute? I couldn't tell. And honestly, those young men were so adorable
2: and so funny that I just enjoyed having them. I I mean, I don't know if it's a red flag that he didn't have anybody else to bring, but I'm like, well, if (laughs) these are the people that you're mentoring, maybe you are doing something right in life. Okay, the thing about Kirsten is that she's very pretty, she has a great body, and she's going to look good in any dress. So she tries on dress one. I'm like, oh, dress one is very nice on her. Tries on dress two. I'm like, oh, dress two is very nice on her. Meanwhile, Shaquille comes out in just a regular old black tux, and he and the mentees decide that it's too boring. <laughs> the second thing he comes out in is, a, they were calling it green. On camera, it definitely red gray. they're like, ah, this is nice. Then Kirsten comes out in dress three. I'm like, oh, dress three is nice too. Because, I mean, she just doesn't look bad in anything. Um, But Kirsten ends up picking dress three. And I actually cannot remember what Shaquille
3: picked. Did he go with the hunter green? He went with the black. It looked like black to me, but I'm not sure. It looked a little tight, but I don't know. I liked Kirsten's second dress. I wish she picked that one. I mean, like you said, they all looked nice on her, but I really liked the second one. I know she didn't like it because of the flowers. I can see that, but it was pretty.
2: So next up is everybody going to their bachelor and bachelorette parties. Nicole tells us that Nashville is the capital of bachelorette parties. Who lied to her? I think it's actually Charleston.
3: Or New Orleans. Wait, what? No, it is Nashville. It is? Yes. Even when I was there. There was a whole bunch. I took a lot of videos of them. A lot of people go do um, bachelorette parties there. Learn something new every day.
2: Mm -hmm. And Nicole tells us that she fell in love with the city From coming for a bachelorette party. That's cute. I am quite the fan of what the girls chose to wear to their bachelorette party. Everybody was wearing white. And then one person was wearing like white and denim. And I thought it was cute. Gina had a great time with her stripper. And she tells us that she hopes her husband gives the same energy. (laughs) We flash to the guys. Chris... Calls Clint a ladies man who women find sexy because he's having a good time with the strippers. I am confused. Clint does not read ladies man or really that attractive to me.
3: Um, to you, but to he me. might have that rugged something look that works in Nashville. I mean, I feel like we've had the same bachelor, bachelorette party for the last few years. Again, COVID, I get it, where it looks like they're in a warehouse. I know it's a bar and they just make do and throw strippers in there. But I'm just like, they could have put a little bit of like diversity. I don't think I saw any black males, no, black strippers for the women or the men.
2: Mm-mm-mm.
3: You know, I remember
2: in New Orleans, that's the first time I remember seeing strippers at a maths bachelor bachelorette party. Mm
3: -hmm. And the
2: strippers were just like fun. Mm -hmm. Now the strippers are a trap.
3: Yeah, they bring them on here here to
2: create problems.
3: (laughs) I think Atlanta was fun too, where Vince was chatting one up and we were side eyeing Vince. A trap. It was a trap. So they ask,
2: I I assume they asked everybody or maybe they just asked Dominique because they knew what the answer would be for who spent the most time with the strippers. And she's like, I would nominate myself for spending the most time with the strippers. Jasmine says she's shy in the bedroom and strippers aren't for her. Then we cut to Eris enjoying the hell out of his strippers. (laughs) And then we have to watch Dapper Dylan, also known as Shaquille tell his friends the same thing that he told the guys at the bar that he's ready to consummate because they're asking, are you ready to consummate? You know, are you going to have sex on the wedding night? And you know what's funny is that we're going to watch a repeat of the same conversation at the wedding reception.
3: Mm. It's maths after all.
2: Kirsten surprises me because she's also having a good time with the stripper. Um, And she also has the same conversations with her friend. Are you going to have sex on the first night? Um, I believe one of them asked her if she's going to bust it wide open. (laughs) I'm like, what the hell? And they have a discussion about her likes and dislikes. And I'm like, this is great. Maths, just the same shit every year. (laughs) Chris and Eris have a discussion about apps, dating apps specifically. And Chris, of course, deleted all the apps because he wants to focus on this. Eris says that he put his apps on snooze. I mean, that's good. (laughs) It's good, but it also has sort of an air of like, this might work, it might not work, which is the truth. Max says it might work, it might not work, but you kind of have to go into it with the idea that it will work. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy.
3: Yeah, but again, Aries looks like the kind of guy where the attraction or what they look like matters. So we'll see.
2: Eris tells us that he hopes that Chris's wife is ready to fall in love because Chris is already there. Chris is in love and he's ready to make this work. And then we flash to Nicole telling her friends that she's nervous, but she has to make a marriage work. So you can see how Chris and Nicole are like looking really good (laughs) this week, even though they haven't met each other yet. Mm -hmm. Clint asks the group, are they ready to settle down to one vagina? Maybe it's just me. Rub me the wrong way. Eris says it would be fun. You can focus focus on mastering one vagina and he will master it. McKinley says the same. He's had some beautiful women. I don't know why McKinley needed to tell us that. <laughs> that <laughs> there are certain things to me that read insecurity. Uh-huh. That little phrase right there, I was like, uh, you're not a very secure man, are you? You and they need to tell us all that they've been beautiful. We could just assume so what rubbed you the wrong way?
3: Eris' answer?
2: Oh, no. Chris's question. Oh. I'm just, I'm a little bit of a prude and I don't like crudeness. And I think it's crude to just be like, are you ready to settle down to one vagina? Like, I don't, I don't like that.
3: I think what we're getting lately with MAPS are people who aren't coming where, like, this has to work. It's people like, you know what? This is a fun experience. If it works out, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So I think that's the attitude and the the mood that we're getting with these questions. Like, are you ready for this fun experience? But it's not really about the commitment and phrasing it in that way. I can understand how it just comes off as, what are you doing, dude? You're married at first sight, not Love Island. So. Thank you. <laughs> Dominique
2: has an extended, I wouldn't call it a conversation with a stripper. There's <laughs> words
3: exchanged. A flirtation. <laughs> A flirtatious exchange. Lots of giggles, lots of innuendos. I would not call it a conversation either. (laughs) Meanwhile, in the background, Nicole says, that's not her husband
2: unless Dr. Pepper is matching people with strippers now. (laughs) I don't want Nicole to be a Lindsay because I remember thinking that Lindsay was really funny at the beginning and Nicole is pretty funny at the beginning. I really hope she just remains a funny, fun person. But yes, Dominique is having a conversation with her stripper about her, her boob cup size. Kirsten in the background says, "Don't give him your number." Something about a vape down in her chesticles. Stripper says something
3: about sucking. I was like, "Oh God, this is this is not great. It's not great." Yep, she's like, "I'll give you something to suck on." I'm like, uh, at some point, I was like, "Is she gonna give him her number?" Because they're too close for comfort.
2: Here's another one where I'm like, are you just going to, first off, good luck getting a number from a stripper, a real number, (laughs) male or female. Secondly, are you just going to hold it in your back pocket, see if the marriage works out, or maybe you're going to call the stripper that you met at the bachelorette party.
3: Mm -hmm. I mean, at at least had a good time. No one was like a sour spot. Like, you know how there's always someone who's like, oh, this is not my scene. I don't do things like this. Like, they all collectively seem to have a good time.
2: Guys and girls, definitely.
3: So, um,
2: then we go to the wedding day. We get selfie cams with everybody, but this is a maths kind of like timeline weirdness because next week we're going to watch everybody shop for a wedding dress. Or a suit. I'm sorry, or a tux. So Mm -hmm. this is like wedding day morning selfie cam, but yeah. Um... We see Eris saying goodbye to the streets with lots of glass kinking with his friends. But our first couple to actually get married is Kirsten and Shaquille. I've noticed at this point that Kirsten has a lot of like, when I was a little girl, I dreamed of X, Y, and Z. And I dreamed of this and I dreamed of that. I think that's weird, but maybe that's just me.
3: But a lot of people, don't they say that? Like, I dreamed of being a wife. I dreamed of having little kids at 26 and things like that. Weird.
2: (laughs) She once again reminds us that she's particular and picky, just in case we hadn't picked up on it in the past one hour and 45 minutes. Shaquille says he's ready to do this. Flashback to Kirsten. She's telling her bridesmaids that she wants a low haircut and a nice beard. It's good. She's not negative about balds. She doesn't say anything like, I don't like bald men.
3: Which is good. She
2: wasn't positive about it either. Very true. Very true. We find out that her dad is not here because he wouldn't get COVID tested and then we're having some stress about her mom because her mom hasn't called back. I feel like her mom, we had seen her, she told her mom that she was getting married. So it was a little bit weird. Like, of course she's coming. She's already like kind of committed to filming. Wouldn't she be at the wedding?
3: Yeah, I think they played it up. Yeah. We go back to Shaquille. His friend
2: asks him how he's feeling and he talks about how he's always tried to be a strong person. He starts crying and his friends are really wonderful. They say he needs the release and that they have him. And he says that he's happy in the moment. And then his groomsmen come and surround him. And he says he prayed for this. And it's not happened the way other people expected. But it's what he wants. But it's a lonely slope that he's been going up. And he needs someone. And he doesn't want to continue life alone. And he's not sure what he will do if it doesn't work out. It's a, just a very nice moment. His groomsmen, I was like, these are great guys. I like them so much. Yeah. Then he goes out into like the lobby. And there's his grandmother is there. He says that he didn't expect to see his grandmother and there she was and she says such nice things. She says put God first and everything will fall in place. And he talks about how she's been there with him for every important event in his life since birth. Um,
3: It was it, really it was, sweet. It was very sweet. I did wonder why his mom didn't make it, but I'm glad his grandma made it.
2: Um, Later on in After Party, I think we find out that his mom was there. Uh -uh. but maybe they just didn't show us if they had a moment no she wasn't uh she wasn't okay okay so he walks out to the wedding this seems to be a very very tiny wedding her family swivels around to see what he looks like but we don't really see any like commentary or anything no but they looked happy yeah there's some facial expressions that are positive Um, the person marrying them appears to be someone that Shaquille has a relationship with.
3: Yeah, because they hugged like it was familiar?
2: Yes. So we see her right before she's going to go out. She's having a discussion with her bridesmaid about whether or not he can kiss her. And they're talking about signals and she's like, she hopes that he asks her. And I guess if she's attracted to him, she'll let him kiss her, but maybe not. She might give a little cheek action. It was unclear, but we'll be watching out. If she lets him kiss her at the end of the wedding, I think will be a key indicator as to whether or not she thinks it's attractive.
3: Um, spoiler alert. We saw it. It was a cheek. Oh, it was a cheek. And I'm like, dang it.
2: (laughs) So as we found out before, oh, I forgot to mention her mom showed up. It was not a big deal. There was her mom. She was late. No big deal. Um, <clears throat> Her brother is walking her down the aisle, I guess, because her dad isn't coming. So he opens the door. She tells us she's particular again. And then that's the end of the episode. And we get to figure out what's going to happen next week.
3: I still can't believe Kirsten's dad missed it because he didn't want to get COVID tested. How do you miss your, do- your daughter's wedding? I, it's my understanding that they
2: didn't require a vaccine. They just said you had to get a test.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was the episode, really. Um, it's a choice to just have half a wedding, I guess.
2: <laughs> Not even half. We didn't see anybody see each other, which is a key maths moment. But, yeah, you know, <clears throat> they let us out early.
3: <laughs> we'll take the wins when we can.
2: All right, Tane, who has your bouquet this week?
3: My bouquet goes to Kirsten and Shaquille. It took me a while, but I kind of see why they were matched. Like, I think, like, again, depends on if she finds him attractive, which by the kiss on the cheek, I don't know if it's a fake out, but maybe she doesn't. She did say she didn't necessarily want a bald man, but he has a nice beard, so maybe that'll make up for it. But she wants someone that's really educated, someone that's ambitious, he's doing a doctorate and all that, so maybe that will sway her, but I can kind of see it working for them so they have my bouquet. Who has yours?
2: I live in hope for Nicole and Chris. I just think that he is just about laid back enough to deal with her intensity.
1: <clears throat> okay. Just,
2: everything seems to be pointing to, I think this might work, even though they haven't met each other yet.
3: As long as she's not a Morgan where you're like, oh, I need you to be more manly and more you know, all that stuff then yes who
2: has your burnt ashes
3: dominique i don't know why she's on the show there are so many other shows now we're spoiled for choice and how mama signed her up for at for Sight? you know what the experts and slash producers the experts keep claiming that they're they're the ones who do the matchmaking like why would you make the selection this the choices this season were something else So they get my ashes. Who has yours?
2: Eris and Clint.
3: The dynamic
2: two-week duo. (laughs) (laughs) I don't see good things for either one of them. I don't think it's going to be pleasant. This is all based on, you know, very little information. But I just do not see it. I I don't think a reformed bad boy should be on here any more than a 25-year-old. Mm. Um. yeah
3: yeah just shake it up a little it's almost like they're casting prototypes instead of people
2: but anyway alright guys that's it for this week you can find Tane on the rewatch with Nana they are currently covering season 6 of Sex and the City you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at altarcallMAFS that's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S we love hearing from you guys. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this this new crop that we have now.
3: Yeah, we're available anywhere you guys listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a new episode. And we're excited to be back, and we'll see where this season goes. Like Aid said, visit us at our Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what couples you're feeling, what couples you're not feeling, and your general thoughts about the season premiere. And... Don't forget that we have a bonus episode on our Patreon with After Party, and we're going to talk about it. It was an hour, guys. This isn't premiere, so there's so much to talk about. And Keisha's husband was on the show. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>